This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the Paramount Podcast Network. I am Mike Casazza, welcoming in Chris Anderson to dig back into a... Man, Santa hasn't put his arm in the bag for a while and pulled out questions, Chris. So here we are, Q&A edition. It's been far too long, and yet content is not unpredictable. We know what's going to be in this bag when we pull out. The, the questions, and uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises with the interest that people have based on current events, good news, bad news. Um, so good a time as any to get back into something we used to do, and we probably can't expect how it's going to go today. Yeah, absolutely. When when you messaged me and you're like, hey, we need to do a Q&A, we haven't done it in a bit. You posted the, uh, the thread a few hours later. I went to go check it out, and I was like, I bet they're going to be asking about basketball coach and – Maybe a couple other things, but mostly focus on that. And sure enough, there it was over and over and over again. And I mean, can't blame them. Like, that's going to be the hot topic right now. Things are going well for football. Some questions in there about that. But yeah, um, I guess we're now is as good a time as any to try to approach that subject. I like this timing today for a couple of reasons. One, there are some things that we just can't answer. And I'm always going to be kind of like gun shy about this as opposed to trigger happy because I don't know how it's going to go. And I hate to be wrong, especially proactively wrong, but well, I do a good job of both. It's also good to talk through some of these things too, to, because part of me is like, well, they still have a coach for basketball. And then the other part of me, like the other guy on my shoulder is like, yeah, Mike, you know how this goes. I'm like, oh yeah. And I lean in, I listen to that guy a little bit more than I probably should. But then to put some of these thoughts out there and have the conversation, it's pretty productive. I, I think that's good. Number one, number two, content ideas are important. And there's a couple really good questions here that not only make, good discussions here, but you could pull out and turn into, I don't know, three minute videos that we used to do. We'll once again, get back into. And then also just story ideas here that I think are worth a deeper look than just how we're going to give it a, a quick answer in the time allotted here too. So I'm glad we're doing this because I don't have all the answers, even though the people want us to have the answers, but this will help me get to some intersections and across some bridges, to figure out how to do this. And it kind of begins with what's going to happen with basketball, but also like, what's going to happen with football. And then, even that is not just like the, the imminent stuff about how they finish the portal class or what they do with safeties, but like, hey, who's getting better? Can this roster development thing work? Who's the next wave of 
redshirt this or that that have been on the sideline? Who's the next Hudson Clement, so to speak? I think there's some cool ideas that we can dig out that if we don't get to today, maybe you get to when you did the written portion of this, and maybe we have some future ideas. So that's good. Should we get started? We shall. Let's do it. Um, I guess we'll start where we started. Several questions about the West Virginia University men's basketball head coach situation. Uh, Drew Flew 33 phrases it as, so in light of Saturday in Houston, when do we start hearing rumblings about the next basketball head coach heat up? Um, first off, I think it's safe to say those rumblings weren't starting after Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I think that was... I think it's kind of been a given pretty much for a while. I don't want to say Tyler was never going to be given the chance fully to kind of secure this job. I think, yeah, obviously, like if things had gone well, then it would have been in consideration. But given the hand he was dealt, it's hard to imagine a situation where things were going to go well. And pretty much everybody assumed this was a one-year thing. Going back to the joke about the graphic with the word interim, taking up half of the graphic. Uh, that WVU released. So, Mike, maybe I'll, I'll phrase this a little bit differently. I'll kind of pick from Drew Flew's question here and ask it this way. It's a timeline here, WVU. I mean, it seems pretty obvious there's going to be a new coach next year. Are they already started? Are they already touching base? What's the timeline? I don't think you'll see any, like, sources say Rem Baker has a list. Because I think he's going to be pretty quiet about that out of respect to um, Eilert for sure, the roster, the the job, all that. But also the the targets he's going to go after. Like I think he's going to go after big guys. What we witnessed when he did this in, what was that, June? They they aimed at some big people. They talked to some big people. And that was understanding was going to be strange. So I think that just because they're going to do that again, and these are going to be coaches who have jobs, you're like, wait a minute, is that going to make sense for him to go to West Virginia? Yeah, it might. So you might not see that being disrupted. So I think it'll be after the season. So I'm looking at these here um, at the March calendar. Their final regular season game is what, March 9, I think we have, right? Big 12 mm-hmm. tournament's going to start earlier because there's more teams. So that's going to start on, I want to say the 12th. Selection Sunday is the 17th. Let's assume that West Virginia is not an NCAA tournament team. Let's assume that they don't go 0-1 in the Big 12 tournament. Let's assume they go 1-1. I would think that soon after, you'll have a, like a press release, maybe not the same day as the loss, maybe let the coach and the team get home and do whatever, but like within 48 hours. Hey, thanks a lot, Josh. You had an impossible job this year, and you did way better than an average person could have done. Just the typical speak there. But I think you're going to see pretty pretty quickly after the end of the West Virginia portion of the season that there is an open for business sign in the Coliseum, which then means that everybody who isn't coaching or is coaching can look at that and go, huh. And that means agents. That means intermediaries. They will circle back and resume, let's say, contact. There's just too, too many back channels to have, too many... I don't want to say below board because that sounds negative, but it's just the way things go. But like below board ways to communicate and then wrote about this. And I heard this from people over the summer. It's not a bad thing that that Baker went out and spent two weeks talking to agents and coaches last year because the answer was not no, it was not now. And then one way or the other, like those coaches, those people who talked to Baker or whose Baker talked to those coaches agents, that's in their ear and they think about it. 
and they, they start to think about it when the time comes. And there's going to be like a low point or a point for a lot of these targets. Where they say, no, I can't come back here. Or, you know, now's the time to move on. Or, it's not going to get better than this, or it's going to get worse here. And then you just naturally start thinking about moving on. It doesn't automatically become you think about the WVU job, but that's going to be what they think about if they were contacted by Baker last year. So there's going to be a bit of a head start there. They had a search firm last year, so they're going to have candidates already that they can just update as opposed to starting new files. You'll put some new files in that list that the um, the search firm gives you. But a lot of the work's done, which all, all the way is, is me saying this. They got a big head start on this too. So the sooner they get started, the sooner they get finished. The other part about this though is coaches may have games. Like guys they want to hire may have games. It's like basketball is not like uh, college football where a coach will leave a team before a bowl game. Coaches are going to coach their team through the postseason. So if a team is out like West Virginia and doesn't have a postseason event, CBI, NIT, NCAA, they're available. But if guys are in the NIT, the CBI, if they make an NCAA tournament run, we got to wait. So there could be a gap between when they, they like I said, they flip on that open for business time and they hire a coach. I don't know how long that'll be, but there's going to be some gap there. But you would think maybe before the end of March, it had this thing sewn up and that would be ideal for everybody involved. I think um, for you fans that are listening, we need to find this balance here. Um, you either get your coach earlier because his team stinks this year and is not an NCAA tournament team and contender, or you have to wait a little bit longer because the coach is doing a good job and they're in the postseason and contending. So I think you might want it a little bit later because their team is good. Mike. What's each of this though, Chris? Like I, I just, mm-hmm. if I can, like I said, like they'll, They'll start to search and they'll let Eiler go soon after the game that ends the season. Is that the best idea? Like, would you rather wait a week? What, to let him go? Yeah. Or at least publicize Uh, it? Because now you're, because imagine like, imagine this does turn into like a three-week search, which would not be unreasonable. Because let's say you only get like a week of your coach that you want not coaching anymore and being available. A week is about a standard amount of time, I would think, maybe a little bit long, but like, to talk to a coach, to offer the job, to have him visit the campus, whatever, the contract's back and forth. Like, that's a couple of days. But that pregnant period in between when you are open for business and when you hire a coach, if it's long, your fans are going to go nuts. And we saw what happened last year over the summer. That was two weeks. I just wonder, like, if they have to be so expedient about that. I think they will. I think it's the right thing because then you can get either a chance to get his life together. Even though I think he probably will, they'll try hard to keep him here. But they waited this a couple of days and they shortened that gap. I don't know. I just, I'd wonder about that. I could see, I could see benefits to mo- both of them. And one is more like than the other, but I can see fans getting kind of unruly about this too. Like, oh, you've had a yeah, year had to get ready for this. Well, I was going to say, I had to give it a second because I also wanted to see if the, when the window was, would affect my thought process on this. Um, uh, the window being the transfer portal window. Obviously, when, it, when a coach is fired, leaves whatever retires all those semantics it opens a 30-day window for for players to leave the team Uh, we witnessed that in the summer with huggins being out and west virginia players entering the portal the portal for men's basketball if i'm looking at this correctly yeah monday march 18th so that's basically exactly when you're talking about here this could happen because the last game's march 9th then you get into the big 12 conference play and then that's probably when a decision is going to be made around that so the transfer portal windows should not affect that decision much, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't know how long you want this to go. Fans, I mean, I don't want to get in front of it and 
tell them, hey, yeah, I know you're going to say you've had a year to do this, but you still need to wait and let the good coaches finish their season because they're probably in the tournament. But Mike, I'm seeing through your your word games, your journalism word mm-hmm. games here, where you said you don't think there's going to be any reports of sources say Ren Baker has a list. But does Ren Baker have a list? Oh, he does. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Again, he did this last year. Yeah, and there's there's there just there's a quality of coaches that you would keep on your list that again just didn't say absolutely no not West Virginia but it said this is too weird I can't do this right now and you just say okay but like just that uh, happened right like that like yeah. we heard that that happened like there were good coaches that were like hey this is a job I might be interested in but this is this is strange and bad timing yeah went over a couple of them last year so if you're paying attention you know guys from oh I don't know let's say out west who have Pennsylvania connections or guys who are I don't know maybe you've seen already this year like these are guys they talked to and it was just like can't do it now can't got like there's there are players that or they are players in this game right now that are looking out because like a lot of these guys could definitely make this move and it wouldn't be unusual because there's just things that are strange with college basketball right now with the way conferences are realigning the way that like the, the mid majors are good but they're still not major college coaches uh, major college programs so there's just a there's a, a hunger to get up into this level. West Virginia's gonna have one of those really good jobs that's open that has been open forever, too. So and I say that because like it's not only the Bob Huggins was here, but like they they pretty much went from Beeline to Huggins, like in a in the time it takes to order a meal and pay the check. It was pretty quick because they knew they could get him. So they didn't even have the coaching search back then. So this job hasn't been open since what the early two thousands. Totally different job now, and people are like looking at this one and make it work. So people did not say no, they just said like don't take it personally, but this is a really screwed up situation right now. And I can't get into it because of all the things I have going here. So I would, th- there's a list for sure. Okay. You lead me right into the next question. This one from WV nomad seven. You Mike are the potential hire for the basketball vacancy at WVU. What makes you take the job and what keeps you from taking it? I, I don't know what would keep me from taking it unless, unless you come in, you're like, Oh my gosh. Um, who could be? Oh my gosh, Kobe Johnson was scalping tickets. We're gonna have huge NCAA problems here, right? Or oh my gosh, Seth Wilson was getting like a Western Union cash, <laughs> like just something outrageous like that that's gonna get you in NCAA trouble. Like a dockage, he's gonna come in and be like, "Nope, I'm out of here." That would be wow. The only wow. Wait, the headline: Mike is the new Dan Dockage. This is great. This is fantastic <laughs> content, Mike. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for comparing yourself to Dan. Yeah. So something like that, where the coaches comes in and says, this is a mess. I don't want to do this. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. Like part of the, part of the season here is, is making sure that the house is clean for whomever comes in next. Like this is an Airbnb right now. And you have the cleaning crew come in and, just, and, and make sure it's in the best shape for whoever's next. So it's going to be way more inviting. And why would you take it? Chances are you're going to have close to 13 scholarships to devote. There's just not going to be a lot of players who can or will come back. And a coach is going to come in and be like, do you like you? Do you want to play for me? Oh, you don't? Okay, out. Like, so you're going to have close to 13 scholarships, and you're going to have a lot of time, and you're going to make a lot of money. So you're going to have it, – it's going. you can turn things around quickly because the portal now in basketball, you're going to have understanding that this is going to take some time because you may be moving from Power 5 to Power 5 or from a successful mid-major to Power 5. So there's some natural um, period of adjustment there. It's new. I get that. And the Big 12 is hard. 
So give him a give him like a two year understanding. Let's say a year zero if you must, whatever. But you're gonna have some time because you're gonna have again close this to thirteen scholarships. Yeah, you're gonna have close to thirteen scholarships. So like you're gonna have a lot of leverage, but also a lot of levity to do what you want to get it into your style. And like if you're if you're a coach that does things a little bit different, um, you zag. I don't think you have to do that for WB basketball. But if you're a coach that has a has a crazy offense or a crazy recruiting style, or you want just layups and three point or something like that, and it's gonna take you time to build a roster and a style. There's going to be an understanding in place here that you're going to have time and you're going to have resources to do it. So it's very attractive. Okay. So this this takes me back to conversation I had in June. This was during the Huggins, you know, departure and the first time they attempted this search. And mm-hmm. Remember, I was standing at a recruiting camp in Morgantown, had to walk away from the camp to go on one of those uh, you know Sirius XM radio spots where they were talking to me about this. And I said during that interview, and I want Mike, I want you to tell me if you agree with me or not on these, I think I had three different angles here. And I said, you know, when you're looking at it as a coach, you're probably looking at three different things. One, do I have the facilities to attract top talent? I'm talking specifically about facilities, not resources, total facilities, separate that out. And I say, West Virginia is top 25, top 15 with the facilities. I mean, we've heard stories of other programs coming to Morgantown to see how they set it up so that they can do the same thing at their place. Sure. Agree or disagree that top 25 top. Okay. The second thing I said was they're also going to have the resources in this instance, being NIL money to acquire top 25 talents. Are we on the same boat there or no? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. I don't think it's going to be the same as it was. I think it can get there, but... That money that went toward the NIL this year, that was given with a, hey, let's get this going. This is not an annual gift from me, not an annual gift from us, not an annual thing we're going to do. Let's see if it works. And a lot of that stuff was due to a beholdenness to Bob Huggins and Jay Coons. I'm not sure either one's back next year. We'll see. So that's that's not an automatic to me. That's going to take some some work to make sure the NIL is up. Can it be a top 25? Sure, it is right now. Can it be? Sure. Will it be? I can't. I can't check that right now. 
And then the third prong here was salary. And I believe at the time, Bob Huggins was a top 10 salary for head coaches in college basketball. So I said, between the three main things you're looking at, if you are a candidate for a head basketball coaching job, you have a top 15 um, facilities, top 25-ish in NIL and resource money, and top 10 in salary. So it is not wild to me to think that a top 15 coach would want to come to West Virginia. And I mean, I remember like the show that I was on, they really pushed back on that. Made me think I was being a bit of a homer here. Am I crazy? 15 is such a big number. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I mean that in two ways. It's, it's elite because there's only 15 of a man. How many teams could you put into the top 15 conversation? I know it's just 15, but there's a lot. And I guess that's the way the college basketball is right now. So is it a top 15 job? I think a lot of people would say, yeah, a lot of people would say no. And there's a group in the middle that would be like, it might be, it might not be, but it might be. So I wouldn't say hard no, wouldn't say hard yes, but I think that you could definitely have that conversation. That's a cop out, but it's just some years it is, yeah. some years it isn't. But it's, I mean, again, a major conference job, big 12, as good as you get in practice facility, you're going to have money on staff and the head coach, like it, it you have private jets for travel, like all that stuff is there. You have good relationship with donors that you're going to have to work to maintain. Like Bob Huggins had support at, at the pickup of a phone to do this and to go here. I'm not sure that's transferable to anybody that follows automatically, but it could certainly be stimulated again if you get the right person in charge. So there's certainly potential there. Yeah. 15 seems steep. 15 does seem steep. 20, I would have a harder time disagreeing with. But like, again, 15 is a big number, but you could put a lot of people in that 15 too. Right. Yeah, like I don't think like what's another top fifteen ish team like like Maryland. Like I don't think somebody's leaving Maryland to come to West Virginia necessarily. But for those who are out and looking for a job, guys who are looking to move up from mid majors, I think West Virginia might be one of your most desirable um, destinations right now, yeah. given given what they could offer you. Okay, um, do we want to at this point in time? Give our some names that we we are would be looking at for head coaching job next year. We want to save that for a little bit later. I mean, you're the boss. You're the you're the VIP Geppetto here. What do you think? Okay, well, Yidio Ten asks who are the top three options for your personal hot board. I don't know. Let's let's just a name or something that that maybe we've heard, or maybe some guys that are moving up, or maybe we heard the first time around that might still be mentioned again the second time around here. I think you have to call John Beeline again. Just because it'd be weird if he didn't. I don't think it happens, but like that what I don't I don't think that was gonna be a one year deal. I just don't think it was. So why wouldn't you? If you're having conversations about multi years, why wouldn't you do it? Trouble is it's a totally different situation now than it was in June. So I don't I don't know that, that gets done. Guys that that you'd heard about before, and this is these are big names, but like I'm not talking Roy Williams and Jay Wright. I don't think that happens. I think that was a situation where, like, in January, it makes less sense than it might have made in June. So then some other names, you know, Chris Holtman was one. Uh, Andy Enfeld was one. I would imagine they'd be in there again. Um, you'd have to probably talk to people about Ben McCollum. Now, these are the familiar customers that we had last time. Since then, like, like they were going to talk to, trying to think of some other guys here, um, Bob Ritchie at Furman was a guy they wanted to talk to. Pat Kelsey was a guy at Charles and they wanted to talk to. And they may have had conversations or contact. Um, I, I think that you could have those conversations again because those guys aren't going to go anywhere. 
And then just because the way these things go, people that you might have wanted to know more about, you have a little bit more knowledge of now. You look at like Matt Langell from Colgate. Um, I think you'd probably have to be silly not to talk to like Mark Byington from JMU. Trying to think who else in my head here. Oh, then like the guy that like people have been watching because he's a program architect. He does not have like a footprint necessarily, but Nico Medved at Colorado State is a guy that's going to be popular. And I think that those are people that you would, you know, top my head that, you know, maybe people haven't mentioned that be, those would be obvious ones. And you have some names that are like out there that are coaches you've heard of before that have done it at this level or projected to it at this level that you've heard of nevertheless, like Anthony Grant at Dayton. Um, I don't know that Shaheen Holloway's leaving Seton Hall or has done it yet, but that's a guy that's going to be popular because of what he's done and kind of his personality. So top of my head and, and names I've jotted down because I've heard before, those would be ones that I think are going to get some some attention for sure. But that's, that is not an exhaustive list, though. Man, that sounds like you've already written the hot board, Mike. You just want to go ahead and post it for everybody on the board? Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't want it. Just all the volleyball hot board stuff I got in the corners and conversations I never imagined. Well, it, uh, that's was something I was uh, I was going to mention related to the women's volleyball coach search. Uh, when Ren Baker did his his meeting with the media the other day, he he touched on that and he said something that kind of will go with everything. It's not shocking, but he did say, "I use a search firm for every coaching search, every coaching search." Like, there were no exceptions. It sounded like so. Looks like that will be coming back around again for this one. Mm-hmm. But they're more like ancillary, like clerical stuff. They can mm-hmm. help. They can get you files on people because they know the agents. They can get you meetings set up quicker. It's just it's faster. They have connections and they have files on people. So if like, hey, you know what? We've heard really good things about uh, like like uh, Drake, um, Darian DeBrise. And let's say Baker doesn't know him. But be like, boy, you know, a lot of my peers or ADs or assistant coaches or coaches said Darian DeBrise is a guy. I don't know him. Do you guys know him? And the search firm goes, actually, yeah. And they go to their file. Oh, DeVries, here it is. And you get him the Darian DeVries file. And now you're up to speed on him. So like that's that's a good, it's a good accessory in a search like this. Yeah, that was something else he mentioned, I think, in that same inter- that same meeting with with the media about um basically he has his list and then he wants to get a list from the search firm and then compare them. And then yeah, like you said, get all the clerical stuff, get all the things set up. So it is beneficial, but he will definitely be using one again this time around for this. Um, Mike, I mean, I don't want to like hammer hammer home like negative uh, basketball stuff, but there were a couple questions here about where I'm trying to find the one here. Where it was just essentially how many of the players from this roster, basketball roster, will be on the team next season? Here you go. B sand seven. Uh, well, he asked likely there was somebody else asked. Just, just essentially look at this WVU men's basketball roster. Give me a, you don't have, don't need names. Just give me a number. Set you your Vegas. You're the sports book. Out of the 13 scholarship players on West Virginia's roster, what's the over under that you're setting here? Three and a half. Three and a half. I mean, a lot of them can't come back. I mean, that was depressing as hell, but yeah. <laughs> so, got, so seriously, people who can come back here. Um, Seth Wilson can come back. Okay. Lazinski has another year. Nave's a freshman. Risa has a number year, another year. Kobe Johnson has another year. Josiah Harris, no, Farrakhan have another year. And that's 
That's it. Oh, no, so and, it's uh, basically, and I mean, Battle and Edwards are out. So there's two, they're gone. So the max you can have is 10. Right? Am I missing somebody? No. I mean, Rigob's walk on. Whatever. I have eight who can come back. Okay. If I have my fingers correct here. Bembry, Nave, Harris, Johnson, Sumnick, Wilson. Uh, and a cook does not have a year. Her can come back. No, no, no. A cook. I don't a know. Cook, cook. I think he's done. This is his fifth year of competition. Okay. Uh, battles out. Edwards is out. So Farrakhan, Teresa, Slazinski. Has to get a six year. He, he six year though, but he he checks all the boxes and he said in the preseason that he intended to be back. Granted, that's okay, before so, the so season. Eight, happened. potentially nine with Slazinski. Okay. Scholarship players, and you're setting the line at three and a half. Okay, I mean, actually, it's not. I laughed because it's like, man, that's depressing, but it's a good line. I think that's a very good line. It might be too especially high, especially with the coaching change. It might uh, with the coaching change, it might be too high. <laughs> but, but some guys can't go. Like Slavinsky probably can't transfer again. Um, Krisa can't transfer again. Well, unless he graduated, right? Right. Oh yeah. Um, Bembry probably couldn't transfer unless he graduated. Farrakhan couldn't transfer unless he graduated, which I guess he could. They both could. Uh, Bembry, I'd be more surprised about it. It's his second year in college. So some of them can't. But then he's going to, like, if a coach comes in and says, listen, you're not my type of point guard, you know, I don't want to I don't want to stretch for whatever. You run them off and you just give them a waiver. Like, you sign the paperwork when they apply for a waiver, if those things even exist. That's the other thing, too. Like, what's going to happen, Chris? Like, they could all transfer for free, too. So this whole thing about they can leave, they can't leave, that's kind of a working theory that might not even apply right now either i'm done i'm done with basketball for right now is that all right good 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 me too yeah by the way that question that i finally found it on our list here was from jweb0813 he just asked how many players in the current team do you think will be on next year's team um football before we get to wvu we're recording this monday morning this evening we're posting it right after this evening national championship game wv blessed wants to know Real quick, who is winning the college football playoff and why? You got 30 seconds. Probably Michigan because they have the best the best of the units. Their their offense is not probably more explosive than, than Washington's, but their defense is better. They have the better where I think it matters. Offensive line is probably Washington. Defensive line is probably Michigan. Um, and I think Michigan's more accustomed to this as far as coaching and, and just the – I would imagine what's chaotic about coming into this game right now because – They've been here before, and they've had a nutty season, so I think that they will be less shocked by this than Washington, which has flown back and forth from Washington a bunch lately and is new to this. I'm with you. I will be rooting for Pac-12 powerhouse Washington, but fear that Michigan's defense is just too much to overcome. The, the way that the, the clinic they put on against Alabama was, yeah. was amazing, so I just don't know if they're going to be able to overcome Michigan's defense. Um uh, Cobb 0012 asks, after the first portal season, where are the biggest weaknesses on this football team and where should we expect the defections after the spring? I think the second question we can't answer right now is post-spring defections are decided because of the spring. You know, you go through spring football, see where you are on the depth chart, then you decide to leave or not. So kind of hard to answer that one. But Mike, where are the, where are the weaknesses you still see on this team after the conditions so far and as of the moment that we're recording this the last commitment was let me check my phone make sure there's nobody else in the last few minutes Xavier Bosley the offensive lineman from Jacksonville State nobody else yet 
there's no obvious answer, right? I don't think so. I, I love the talent they've added at corner, but that position is so thin that I'm like, I'm going to keep adding, keep going. Add, add another one and another one. There's no amount of transfers they can add at corner that would make me say, okay, you're good. And that's a numbers thing, not really a talent thing, because I like the talent they've added. Yeah. Like tight end. I'm like, oh, they want to get that multi year tight end. And like, what are we talking about here as far as like making a splash of tight ends? You got a guy who's probably as good as you're going to get out of the portal in, in Taylor. So why even mess around with that as an idea? The special teams, okay. Like, I'm, I'm looking underneath the rug right now, trying to figure out what we're missing. And then, like, like, dynamics, like speed. I don't know how fast these guys are on defense that they added yet. So I can't tell you that that's a shortcoming, but that was a concern, especially in the secondary. Can they run with and chase guys? Maybe that's it. But let me see what these, these corners and, and additions do. Linebacker, I'd feel better with more people. Probably that might be my answer because, like, similar to you, they might have more people, but I do, I would just feel better with more, especially they're going to this like three, four, which again, it might just be two linebackers. Still, you'd like to have some depth there. And maybe they're getting there, but and I know Carrico is a good prospect, but just hasn't been a college player yet. So let's see what happens. I'm with you, just the, the broad secondary, because it does sound like this is an interesting thing that Brown said. Let's get them on campus to figure out where they go first. That is as, about as non-specific for something as you'll hear a coach say who's as specific about everything that Brown is, because he is. He's detailed, uh, disciplined in his approach on stuff. But to just say, let's get defensive backs here and figure out, you know, start them in one position, can they work in the other? It, corner and safety are a different world. And to be that open to it makes me think that they're, they are looking for people that can just play defensive backfield and to figure it out, which makes me think that they, they probably should continue to add to that. Yeah, they, I, I'm with you. Linebacker, that's a good point. Just yeah, you like what you got there, but they're still young, they're still injured. I mean, like two of the guys you're relying on are coming back from devastating injuries. Um, that's always a thing to be concerned about. And yeah, I mean, cornerback, they got, they got, let's be blunt here, they got incredibly lucky, like injury luck there. I mean, they, they rode two guys the entire season, mm-hmm. like 90, 98% of the snaps for two guys the entire year with no injuries. That's, that's not going to happen again. So they need, they need bodies back there. Um, where was this the question I was just about to ask you? We got to finish on something here um, that multiple people asked. We always try to get to the ones where multiple people ask the same question. So NC Wayward Ear and Mid Blues asked both about Dante Wright's replacement at safeties coach for WVU. Any thoughts? Really interesting, Chris, what they're going to do because last year they had a hard time getting – established coaches to leave and sometimes the coaches were really picky and pushy about what they wanted because they knew they were walking into a situation that wasn't guaranteed for the future so they asked a lot because they were promised nothing what i mean by that is like hey i'll come here it might only be a year but it's going to be a year that's lucrative for me which means i want a title or i want a role or i want money and west virginia could not convince a lot of people to do that or maybe the targets they wanted and that's how you end up with like two coaches who had a combined one year of fcs or excuse me division one experience and that was fcs that shouldn't happen this year, right? Like, they, they are in a better position. They're dealing from a position of strength. I'm just curious about what they do now. Can they get a guy who's a sitting coach? Is it from the coaching tree? Is it absolutely a safeties coach? Are we sure about that? Good one. I, I was ready to go there, too. Go ahead. Keep going. Jadon Brown works with corners, but he's a secondary coach. If you find a guy that can recruit, that gets along with the staff, and who can coach cornerbacks... I think you would say the cornerback has not been a strength on the field. And maybe instead of a safeties coach, you hire a corners coach and you get that going. Fresh start, new players, old players, young players. 
get a new coach in there that can invigorate this. Uh, I, I don't have specific names on this one as of yet. I've heard ideas um, where that goes. I don't know, but I'm really curious here. Like, I think they should aim a little bit. They're not going to pull people off the sideline of tonight's game. I know that, but they also shouldn't be getting somebody who was like the assistant secondary coach for the Broncos either. Like somebody who should have some college experience who can recruit, who knows about the players who knows about high schools. I think they're in a position where they could be able to do that now. And, and can they make it exciting and enticing enough, which again, is a title, is it money? Is it corners as opposed to safeties? It, it's, this is a, an adventure that they're, they're on right now that I'm, I'm actually kind of intrigued by like a, a rather ordinary transaction, but I feel like it can go in a bunch of different directions that will have something to say about what Brown wants to do and who he wants involved. With you that they're likely going to search big, go big, start big and and come back down if necessary. I want to throw out the what is likely going to be considered the non-sexy decision, um, something along the lines of Bilal Marshall, somebody that is a current graduate assistant, and it it ties in multiple things you're talking about here. Uh, his name is Javon Codlin. They call him Jay Cod. He is he is part of the defensive, the secondary. He's a graduate assistant. He has been. If you you're like, hey, that name sounds familiar, you likely read some of our recruiting stories because he is very involved as much as one can be as a GA with recruiting. He connects with a lot of players. If you go and talk to some of the transfers that committed, if you talk to some of the high schoolers that committed in the secondary, they mention him by name a lot and spend time with him when they come up on campus. He he was a cornerback. He played cornerback in college. He played cornerback like an indoor football league. Um, just like you mentioned here, Shadon Brown at his previous stops, defensive backs coach, defensive backs coach, safeties coach at Louisville before he came to West Virginia. And he's been the quote secondaries coach or defensive backs coach at West Virginia as well. Maybe he moves to safety, starts coaching some of his old guys again. Kylan takes over cornerback. He brings in some more recruiting um, prowess connection with the guys, great relationship with the staff. So again, I don't, that that's not where they're going to start. At least I don't believe, but that could be something along the lines. You know, he's got all the same kind of, connections and and traits that Bilal Marshall did when we were like, hey, Bilal Marshall coming back is a real possibility. And, and that's why I think Rodlin could be a real possibility for that too. Um, let's see, Mike, I think that covers all of the questions for now because we're starting to run out of time. But again, like you mentioned, we are going to come in with a written form uh, answering a bunch of the rest of the questions. We are also going to take a couple of these because again, break, hey, maybe giving you guys a break uh, you know, let you re reset because we got some good questions in here and we're going to do a couple three minute videos for that. Hopefully Wednesday and Friday, get back on our usual schedule, maybe even a full story on one or two of these. Some, some, again, really good questions in here. All of them will get answered over the course of the next few days. I just sent you a very important DM as update the situation. I want to get your live uh -oh. reaction. Don't share the details, but I want to get your live reaction to this because I, I'm now not qualified to talk about this. <laughs> Oh God! Sent a photo. Sent a photo. Oh, Mike, what did I do? I don't know. Now I'm gonna check myself. Oh, I'm still good. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this: I've been blocked by someone. I have no idea how I got blocked by someone. I was trying to reference something, and I'm I'm I don't know how to deal with this. I frankly don't care, but <laughs> it's kind of funny that uh, this just came across my desktop there. Um, I'm going to go, uh, repair my hurt feelings mm -hmm. and have plenty more on the site coming up. Basketball interviews today, game tomorrow, a lot of football off season yet to cover until then I am Mike Casaza.
And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you then.